the Individual Investor Show. You bought it all, don't you? Share one thing, they all need money. Now let's see if they're brave enough to earn it. Hello and welcome to the Individual Investor Show. My name is Jenny Brashear, your host for this evening. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you all had a wonderful week. According to a recent study conducted by Transamerica Center, 77% of people living and working in the United States are currently saving for retirement through an employer-sponsored retirement program. However, that means over 33% of workers are left without a solidified retirement savings plan. Additionally, another survey published by AAG stated that close to 49% of baby boomers plan to depend on Social Security as their primary source of their retirement income, while only 20% of millennials will plan to rely on this for their retirement. You know, saving for retirement may seem like a no-brainer, but a lot of people still are unsure where to start or how to calculate the amount of savings they will need to outlast them. This is where retirement calculators play a crucial role. Tonight's event is the Individual Investor Show Comparing Retirement Calculators. For this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Charles Rotblut, as well as two members of our research team, Dylan Dees and Sean Murphy. We were able to discuss one of the latest articles in the May 2022 issue of the AAII journal, Important Differences Exist Among Retirement Calculators, which compared 10 different programs that aim to help investors plan for a successful retirement. We highlight the importance of choosing a retirement calculator that fits your individual needs, the pros and cons of creating your own, what to look for, as well as what you will need to accurately plan. But before we jump in, I do want to preface tonight's presentation by reminding our viewers that AAII is a nonprofit educational group and is not a financial advisor, and thus is not able to give personal advice. Every investor is different. That's why our goal with each broadcast and article is to educate you on how to make better financial decisions. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy our presentation. Hi, Charles. Thanks so much for meeting with me today to discuss one of your latest articles featured in the May 2022 issue of the AAII journal, Important Differences Exist Among the Retirement Calculators. Hi, Jenna. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, so I'd just like to start off by, by discussing actually the ending paragraph to your article about retirement calculators. So rather than suggesting a specific calculator, you uh, actually, you suggested individual investors look at more than one. Um, and so why is that? Well, it's interesting. When we looked at the retirement calculators, I went into the article uh, and I expected that every calculator would give us the same result and we'd be able to do an apples to apples comparison. Um, and it really turned out uh, often we were looking at apples to pears to tangerines in some cases. Uh, so there's a wide variance in terms of what they're actually were giving you in terms of results. Uh, but there's also differences in assumptions, what types of questions they were asking. Uh, in the article, we have a really helpful table where we show them some of the things they were considering, for instance, whether or not you have a spouse. And that makes a huge difference because if it's just you, the amount of money you might need to retire on is less. But then again, uh, your spouse won't get, you don't have a spouse who's also bringing in social security benefits. Perhaps they have savings as well. So yes, your expenses are less, but your income might be less as well. Um, but we also saw what they're actually giving us in terms of results. Um, are they giving us how much do you have saved? How much do you have we expecting an income? And so even when they had the same, pretty close to the same assumptions and gave you pretty close to the same results, 
there's always differences in how they're actually making those determinations. And it was even interesting when we started going through this, a lot of the retirement calculators said you could specify, okay, I'm going to retire at age 67, I'm going to retire at age 64, so on. Uh, Kiplinger's actually gave us five-year ranges. So if we're trying to use a certain retirement age, say 67, we couldn't quite do that for Kiplinger because it was 65 or 70. So you run into these little things where you think you're going to be doing apples to apples. And, it, and even when it is apples to apples, you might have a Fuji apple and you're trying to compare it to a golden delicious apple. Uh, yes, technically they're, they're apples, but if I blindfolded you and gave you both, you would know these are different apples. So you have all that going on. Uh, but the other thing is I actually want to share my, share my screen because even when you get the results, so I'm going to show you, here's, a, here's what, some things I'm seeing here. So here's a, a result here that everyone can see from TD Ameritrade. I just want to show people some of the results when we can talk about the comparisons. Um, in this case, they're giving you actually a breakdown here. They're giving you a beginning portfolio value. Uh, they're breaking down your post-retirement income and your investment earnings. Now, in this case, I presume post-retirement income is Social Security. Uh, but then when you look at some of the other ones, for instance, here's bank rate, they actually tell you Social Security. Um, they tell you how much you're withdrawing from your retirement account. And so then again, another assumption is how much are you taking out of your retirement account? What strategy are you going to use? Are you going to use when you retire? Uh, the most popular among a lot of our members is simply to base them on RMDs. For those who are not familiar with it, uh, that's required minimum required minimum distribution. It's a minimal amount the IRS requires you to pull out of your retirement accounts each year. But if you have a, if you have an, a Roth IRA, you're not required to withdraw money out of it. So that plays a role. Uh, an alternative way is to take a certain percentage out of your retirement account, uh, such as the Benyon 4% rule, which is take 4% out of your portfolio, out of your portfolio at the beginning of the year, but depending on how the retirement calculator determines what your withdrawals are going to be and what withdrawal strategy you're going to use, you can end up with a different number, a different estimated amount of money you'll need, which affects your results. So again, you could actually end up with a number that says, oh, you're set for retirement. Uh, and all of a sudden you think to yourself, well, I want to withdraw a higher amount because early on I want to travel. I want to you know, have that second beach home. I'm going to take out more early on in retirement and I'll figure out the rest later on. So you do have those differences. Um, but I also want to show people here that when you get to T0, T0 price, it's not give, even giving you an income num a number. It's telling you what's your probability of outliving your money being success or not outliving your money, or out, or sorry, the chances of you outliving your money, which is a failure, are the chances of your money outliving you, which would be success. Uh, and again, you're getting here this chart, which tells you that successful. Yeah, you're on track to reach your goals. If it's a failure, you're not on track to reach your goals. But it doesn't tell you what most people want to know is, well, how much money do I need to have saved? So when you start looking at these calculators and you start, when you start looking at these calculators and you start getting into the details, you start realizing that there are these differences. And even when things look similar, you still want to look at a slightly different calculator or a few different calculators to kind of get more of a, 
a broader estimate of whether or not you're on track because that number that one calculator is gonna give you may not accurately represent your actual situation in retirement. So a long-winded answer, but as you can see, a lot of things going on underneath the surface that we actually didn't expect when we started writing this article. You know, I think a lot of, uh, you know, you brought up some really good points. I think a lot of people might just, you know, flock to the first retirement calculator or, you know, they see or that, you know, one that somebody recommended, but it's really, you really have to get one that's custom to your own preferences and situation. And I, I, did, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like I said, when we went into this, I, my original thought was we'd get X number and we'd be able to compare it to Y number and compare it to Z number. And let's see what the difference in numbers is. And once we started digging into the calculators, we started realizing that there was a lot of differences between these calculators and it, they weren't similar. And it, that to me was actually quite a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. That was a surprise. And you, know, you also suggested using a spreadsheet instead of a calculator. Uh, so could you explain your logic about, about this? Sure. And this is really a case where somebody understands exactly what their situation is has a general idea of how much you're going to save, how their portfolio allocation might evolve over time, um, and also how their salary might change. And certainly if they have a spouse who might retire at a different time, you can really put all this in a spreadsheet because at the end of the day, it really is a matter of future value calculations in terms of how much you'll have in retirement or present value, how much I need to save now. Uh, now that does require comfort with using uh, spreadsheets like Microsoft Excel. Um, it does require some understanding of how to use uh, functions such as future value, such as present value. Uh, and some people are very comfortable doing so. And if they are, I would suggest that if you're willing to put in a little effort, maybe consider building out your own spreadsheet, because I think you'll get a number that probably is more accurately reflects your own situation. Now, there always will be assumptions in terms of how much you'll save, how much you'll spend, uh, what the market will do between now and, re and retirement. So it will never be an exact number, but you'll have a lot more control. Uh, and in some cases, you'll actually be able to put, well, the spreadsheet, you'll be able to put in your own estimated social security benefits, which you can get from the social security administration, where some calculators estimate social security for you. And again, if you have a spouse and you're trying to admit, perhaps use some type of strategy where one spouse claims that one on one year, another spouse delays, that plays in a role too. And that would make a spreadsheet more valuable. But again, you have to have that comfort level and that knowledge to use a spreadsheet. And that certainly does not apply to every individual. That makes sense. And, you know, for people who prefer a web-based tool, you know, already created versus building out their own spreadsheet, what aspects should they look for in a retirement calculator? Well, I think they really need to stop and consider their personal situation. And I did bring, I brought up spouse several times. Um, and the reason I'm doing that is not to you know, say people should be married or single, but some calculators do ask, are you married? And if you are married, how much, how much does your spouse have in terms of savings? How much do they have uh, in terms of salary, perhaps social security? So if there is a second person involved, do you wanna use one of those calculators? If it's just you, then you might be able to get away with a calculator that doesn't consider that. 
Uh, but that's one of the things you should think about. You should also think about what are you looking for in terms of output? Are you looking for something like T row price, which I just showed you that says, here's your probability of having enough money to carry you to the day you die versus one that gives you actual numbers that you can dig in and can play with the assumptions. So how much detail do you want? And also, how much detail do you want in a calculator? How, some calculators allow you to get into more detail than others in terms of assumptions. So how much of that do you want? And, and we talk about those differences in the article, but you need to think about those. And, and again, you would think it would be pretty simple, like, oh, just tell me what's the most popular calculator and I'll go use it. Uh, but we found out it really gets complex pretty quickly. Uh, and you really do need to stop and think about what you actually want and what your situation is. And I really wish I could tell people use X, Y, or Z calculator, uh, but it just is not the case. And so we talked about, you know, a lot of, you know, the different aspects that we should be looking for in retirement calculators. So is there anything that we should, that people should be aware of to avoid in any calculators? Yeah, I think you really need to be uh, cautious about the output. I think you also need to be aware of the limitations of each calculator and what they're asking you. For instance, going back to Kiplinger's, not to knock their calculator, but when you have those increments real of retirement ages, realize that may not apply for you. Um, but you also have to consider, they do consider somewhat static allocations. So for instance, uh, if you're one of the many investors who's using a target date fund, uh, these are very common as the, as the default option in 401k plans. Their allocation changes over time, it gets more conservative. So the return they're going to give you is going to change over time. Now, if you're close to retirement, that really doesn't make a difference. But say you're age 25 or you're age 30, well, that target date fund you might be using is going to evolve quite a bit over time. So you have to realize these retirement calculators are making a lot of assumptions they are trying to simplify things. Uh, so they're not overly complex. So they're not asking somebody 20 questions. Well, in doing so, they're making big generalizations. So you have to realize that's a scenario. Also, the calculator is only going to consider what you tell it. And I bring this up because I was recently going through my 403B uh, because AAII is a nonprofit, we have a 403B instead of a 401k. But on it, it said, you know, you've had this much and based on our estimates of what you have for retirement, you're not saving enough. But that one statement from our 403B plan didn't consider the fact that I had other IRAs, that my wife has an IRA. So it didn't calculate, figure in all those savings. And so just like that brokerage statement or the, the 401k statement you get might tell you, oh, you're not saving enough. Keep in mind, it's just looking at perhaps what you have in that one account. And if you have IRAs or perhaps you have a 401k and an old job, that changes the scenario. So you do want to consider that, but it also means if you are using a retirement calculator, Make sure you have all your savings accounts and make sure you put in a total sum of what you have saved. And if those accounts are allocated differently, then you might have to calculate a blended return rate on your own. Uh, so again, additional complexities. And I realize that some people are trying to throw their hands up in the air and going, this is too complicated. 
you know, I understand and I get it, uh, but I'm also want to point out that there are a lot of moving parts and it's no, it's not so just, it's not so easy to just have the single number because there is quite a lot that goes into the pot to determine whether or not that single number is actually accurate or in the case where I looked at my 403B statement, well, it's not really accurate because it's not considering the broader picture. So if you leave out information, basically, you know, that's, that's going to change those responses and then kind of skew what results you end up getting. Yeah, absolutely. Because you might leave out information. The retirement calculator is going to tell you you're going to be eating cat food uh, when reality is you could be looking at Kobe burgers when you're in, uh, in retirement. So quite a difference. And that's something we all want, you know, we all, we all want to aspire to. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And so, you know, you mentioned uh, social security benefits in the very beginning, and I wanted to ask, you know, how can members use retirement calculators to find out these, this information for them? That was really interesting. And it's a good point to bring up because some, some of the calculators automatically assume your social security benefits based on your, when you retire. Others asked you to input the social security. And so we actually, on, we have a chart on there showing you which calculators Assume you have, assume social security benefits for you and which ask you to input it. Uh, one of the things I would encourage people to do is to set up an account with the social security administration. It's ssa.gov, socialsecurityadministration.gov, just, just the initials. Uh, and they will give you your estimated social security based on your earnings record. So it's your most accurate estimate of what your benefits are going to be. And I would use those numbers because they look at your full earnings record. And again, they're using assumptions and they give you, you know, what if you're retired at age 62? What if you're retired at your full retirement age? Uh, for you and I, that's 67. Uh, and what if you retire at age 70? So that's going to be your most accurate number. And that's the number I would use because Social Security for a lot of people is going to be a very large part of the retirement income. And obviously, the proportion depends on how much they have saved between now and the time of retirement, but it's still, it's still gonna be a nice sum for a lot of people. But at this point, I should also point out that not every retirement calculator we looked at considers whether or not you have a pension either. Uh, and so I know people in our generation are, what's a pension? But <laughs> if you're fortunate to have a pension, you do wanna take that into consideration as well, because that does play a role and uh, how much you'll have to actually spend once you're in retirement. That's another good reason to, you know, do the spreadsheet versus, you know, a pre-built one, like you mentioned before, because you can input all that information in case the retirement calculators don't have that. Exactly. And, um, and so I did want to ask you some personal questions, uh, just, you know, based on planning for retirement, you know, uh, so when did you first start planning or saving for retirement and what was your personal experience? So I started uh, saving for retirement actually pretty early in my career. Um, and I was given, I was in a 401k at the company I was working at. And so that's how I started at it. Um, and uh, just a little bit of background. So I actually started in a field of advertising. So I remember looking at these fun expenses and go to my boss, like, well, what are these expenses funds are, are, are doing? And I later switched to, uh, got into finance, got my CFA. So my knowledge has gone up a lot. But uh, one of the things I've done over time, I've found personally helpful is I've actually built a spreadsheet, a very simple spreadsheet about how much am I saving every paycheck? And it's, it's probably more detailed than a lot of people have or need, uh, but I find it really helpful just to start each year to break out how much are you going to save for each of each paycheck? And I really have a goal in mind that I want to save 
X dollars. And, and every year I try to increase what X is, but I personally find it helpful to actually, okay, here's all my pay periods throughout the year. Here's how much I want to pull of each paycheck. So a bit of a retirement savings budget, for instance, but I find that personally helpful. And while I think retirement calculators are good for telling you whether or not you're on track or if you're off track, uh, I think a lot of emphasis also needs to be on the savings and how do you actually set up a savings plan? Uh, I am personally a big proponent of direct deposits. Uh, as, soon as, as soon as your paycheck hits your bank account, have money being pulled out of it. Now, if you're on a 401k plan, a 457, a 403b, you can get the money pulled right out of your paycheck before it even hits your bank account. And my personal theory is, if it's not in your checking account, you're probably not going to spend it. Uh, but if you're in a situation where perhaps maybe you have an IRA or perhaps your spouse or your partner has, a, has an IRA and you'll have a joint checking account, fund those, uh, say, have those contributions go to that account the same day you get paid. So it just gets pulled out of there. And I find having those set up works really well uh, because we humans tend to really suffer from inertia, uh, which means we're really bad about getting off the couch and advertising and, and exercising. But because we're really bad about doing stuff is that once we set these automatic withdrawals out, uh, we tend not to make the effort to change them. So if you just make that one little effort, you're probably not gonna tweak it, which means you're gonna get inertia working in your favor and that automatically will make you a better saver. I like those suggestions. I think that's really important because, you know, from every generation, I think, you know, a lot, most people aren't ready for retirement and no. it's it just a small habit thing can really make a big difference. That's, I, I agree with that. I like that. And um, I just want to ask you, you know, if you could give an investor, because, you know, we talked about different personas in the article, um, you know, we talked about early career, um, you know, near retirement. And so if you could give an investor uh, that just was just beginning, and then also one that was nearing re retirement, a piece of advice about retirement planning or retirement calculators as a whole, what would it be? Yeah, I would say for someone just starting out, I would say two things. A, save whatever you can. And I understand if you're, you're starting out, uh, you're probably struggling to make rent. You probably, in these days, probably have a lot of you know, financial debt. Save whatever you can. And even if it doesn't seem like much, maybe it's $25 out of your paycheck. And I realize you're thinking, well, that's not going to help me towards retirement. Just start with something. Don't worry about what, how big square one is. Just get the square one and then try to just increase it every year, particularly if you get a raise. Um, and just start getting the habit of contributing because it really is a snowball um, if you let it go. But the if you just let it go and let it build over time. But the second part of that is advice that Jack Bogle uh, shared with me, Jack Bogle, the former founder of Vanguard. Uh, he told me, you know, when you start saving when you're young, just never look at your brokerage statements. You just allocate aggressively, never look at your brokerage statements to the day you retire. Uh, and his advice was on a day you retire, have a doctor standing nearby because you might pass out once you see how large that balance is. Uh, so, you know what, you know, and I might say to people who are young in their 20s, you're going to tune in the market, you're going to hear about things going haywire. You've got 40 years and 40 years, anything that bad happens over the short term tends to get tends to get washed out and you tend to grow wealth over the long term. So just keep socking away and don't look. Um, but for someone who's nearing retirement, and I, I actually talked about this earlier in the AI journal, think about all the decisions you need to make. And I think when you're looking at retirement calculators specifically, 
they're going to assume a certain allocation. But as you're in retirement, start thinking about building up to three or four years of cash savings. How much, how much you think you're going to spend each year? Have that in cash. And the reason why is, you know, the year before you retire or the year after you retire, if a bad bear market strikes, two things are going to happen. One, your portfolio is going to be at peak value. And so it's going to drop from that peak value. And as it's falling from that peak value, if you do not have this cash bucket, you're going to sell stocks when they're down. So you have this ill-timed drop, and then you're going to try and pull away from it. If you have this cash bucket, and yes, interest rates right now stink, but you can withdraw from that cash bucket until you won't be selling stocks when they're down. Um, and for a lot of new retirees, the big risk is really getting a bear market within the first four years or even the first 10 years of retirement. And if you can get past that point, really without having a bear market, without having to sell stocks and the market's significantly down, not just five or 10%, but we're talking a steep correction, maybe 15, 20% or more, having that cash bucket can really save your portfolio and can set you way up uh, down the road. But realize you're not going to really easily factor this into a retirement calculator. So it's something you just want, you need to think about doing before you retire, just so you have that protection. It is insurance. It will cost you some return, but I think down the road, you'll be glad you have it, both psychologically and financially. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, those are really good pieces of advice. I think, you know, a lot of people um, get worried, especially if, you know, they're really approaching it and they're just in the wrong market. So, you know, understanding how to weather that and get through it and be able to, you know, uh, not, you know, dip into your saver, into your portfolio and start selling socks. That's very good advice. And um, I just want to ask you, so there, is there anything else uh, that you wanted to cover in the article that we didn't mention already? No, I would just, I think it would be useful for people to go through the article and just see those comparisons and, and see how they compare, how the, diff the differences are before they start using cal calculators. So at least they're going in with a more informed uh, view of what they might get out of calculators. Excellent, excellent. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Charles. I really appreciate you uh, delving into your article with us. I, I learned so much about it. And I definitely want to start delving into the, you know, the, our list. I think we, we highlighted 10 of them. So uh, if anybody wants to go on there and check them out, uh, you can, uh, I just want to remind members that they can uh, go into the May, the latest issue of the journal, which is the May issue, um, by visiting aaii.com slash journal. And uh, yeah, thanks so much, Charles. Thank you, Jenna. Hi, Sean. Thanks so much for joining me today to discuss your article uh, that you worked on on the May 2022 journal, Important Differences Exist Among a Retirement Calculators. And um, I just wanted to jump right in. So I, I want to ask you, what do retirement calculators help investors with? Yeah, so they help investors see uh, how their current plan savings for retirement is going. So it usually provides uh, some information on income at retirement and how you are in terms of that, if there's a shortfall or a surplus and overall just how your current plan is working right now. That's excellent. And um, so why is it important to compare different calculators to find the best one that actually suits your individual needs? Yeah, so a lot of the different calculators have uh, different inputs and some go into more detail than others. Um, for example, some factor in social security, whereas some don't. So. Uh, really, uh, the calculators ended up producing a wide range of results. Um, and the biggest difference was uh, the projected need for savings or the amount needed at retirement. Interesting. And uh, so just kind of give a background, you know, what were the different calculators that you evaluated for this article and how many did you guys look at? 
Yeah, so there were 10 total calculators that we looked at. There was AARP, Bankrate, Fidelity, Kiplinger, Merrill, NerdWallet, Schwab, T. Rowe Price, TD Ameritrade, and Vanguard. Excellent. And, um, you know, you guys built a couple different personas to really, you know, analyze and compare the different retirement calculators. So can you just tell me a little bit about how you created those and why you did that? Yeah, so we wanted to get a number of different scenarios uh, to see, you know, based on where someone was in their life, um, how these calculators would produce the results for them. Um, so there are three, an early career, a mid-career, and a nearing retirement persona, um, all with varying amounts of uh, previous savings and saving different amounts of their total income in each scenario. And, um, you know, as you were writing and evaluating each of these, you know, retirement calculators, uh, did one of the, them actually come out on top? And why do you think that was? Um, I wouldn't say there was one specifically that stood out or came out on top. Um, there were definitely some that went into a little bit more detail, like Kiplinger and Merrill. So those um, stood out more from that perspective if someone was looking to get a more detailed analysis on their retirement savings. But um, they all provided good options. So I wouldn't really say there was one particularly that stood out. It's good to know. And, um, you know, what, as you, uh, you're talking about the different personas that you had. So what were the results in regards to the each persona? So the early career, the mid-career, and the near retirement? Yeah, so the early career we found with uh, obviously having the longest investment time horizon that uh, all but two of the retirement calculators uh, being Fidelity and Schwab projected a shortfall in savings. So most of them uh, produced similar results um, in terms of having enough money at retirement. And then the mid-career persona was kind of more a mixed bag. About half of the calculators actually projected a shortfall in savings. And the end career having the largest amount of previous savings um, only had one calculator, which was Merrill, that uh, didn't have enough savings at retirement. Interesting. And, um, you, know, you know, as a whole, I kind of, you know, just wanted to ask, you know, what did you learn about retirement calculators and planning as a whole while you were researching for this article? Yeah, so I think the biggest surprise for me personally was how different some of the results were. I figured, you know, being the same scenario for each uh, calculator that uh, the results would be pretty similar, but that just wasn't the case, um, which was kind of surprising and made me realize, you know, how important it is to really you know, take a look at a number of these different calculators and see the numbers that they produce to really get a more holistic view on how you're doing in terms of planning for retirement. It makes sense. I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of people probably wouldn't, you know, even think about having to, you know, they would just pick the first retirement calculator that they see instead of actually comparing and contrasting like you guys did. So that's good to know. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you our final question, you know, have you started saving for, for retirement? And if not, do you know what a first step you will take when you do? Uh, so I actually have started saving. I started about a year ago um, with my own account. So uh, it's been going well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Sean. I really appreciate it. And um, I do just want to mention that members can read this article in the May 2022 issue of the AAII Journal by visiting aaii.com slash journal. And uh, yeah, thanks so much, Sean, and, uh, and have a great rest of your day. Hi, Dylan. Thanks so much for joining me today to discuss your article that you worked on for the May 2022 journal issue, Important Differences Exist Among Retirement Calculators. And I just wanted to jump right in. So uh, why do you think using a retirement calculator is helpful? Well, I think it's a good way to uh, plan 
um, how much you know money you're going to need in retirement. And I think it's important that um, you know even people who aren't necessarily super close to retirement use one to understand how much they're going to need to sustain their um, living or lifestyle. That's excellent. And um, you know, why, why is it important to compare calculators to find the best one that's right for you? Um, you know, after looking at a bunch of different calculators, it's pretty clear that all of them are different. Um, some ask a little bit more in-depth questions, maybe more about like, you know, what sort of income your spouse makes or, you know, just kind of other things like that. And some are a little bit more personal. So you have to really know going into it, how much information are they going to want to give me or am I going to have to give? And then um, how much um, do I have? Makes sense. Yeah. And it, it was interesting to see how, how many differences there were, you know, just going through the article as far as like social security benefits. Mm -hmm. And then you like, like you said, the income for your spouse. So that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, which calculator calculators delved into more details and offered more information for investors? Um, I think it's really more about uh, a lot of the calculators I looked at, there wasn't necessarily too much uniformity. Some offer different features and others. Um, I know Charles Schwab was pretty extensive. They had a, a bunch of smaller details about like, you know, how much your spouse makes, what's their income and things like that. Um, so it really, I think is more about exploring what's out there and kind of um, seeing what best matches your specific situation. That's good to know. And, you know, um, you know, I just wanted to, we, we built out a, a couple different personas, you know, that you created to analyze these various calculators. So I just want to ask you if you could delve into a little bit, uh, like exit, for example, which one did you work on and what did you find when you were looking into these personas? Yep. So I worked on the um, one nearing retirement. And so this person was the oldest out of the three uh, profiles and the closest, obviously, to retirement. I think they also, um, had a spouse and they were a single income household. Um, the other ones we did were someone in their twenties, I believe, and they, uh, you know, single and then someone um, around their forties as well. And so, you know, while researching for this article, uh, what did you learn about retirement calculators or planning as a whole? Um, I think what I, what I really took away from it was that, planning for retirement is really going to come down to your situation and some of the variables that you have, which is why it's really important, I think, to explore a wide variety of retirement calculators because there really isn't um, uh, one that works for everyone. Um, they seem very specialized. And if you could you know, point out one thing that surprised you or you thought was important for investors to know about from reading this article, what would you highlight? Um, I think one thing that kind of surprised me going into it was just sort of the amount of the extensiveness of some of the information that um, you typically might not think you need. Um, so I guess one thing I'd recommend or highlight is just when you, you know, look um, at these retirement calculators, um, obviously, you know, if you, you know, you have a spouse, I think it's important to do it with them. And then also just have your information ready and you'll be um, in a much easier position to get the most out of these. Makes sense. And, you know, I just want to ask you a personal question, uh, just to kind of end up uh, mm -hmm. our interview, but, you know, have you started saving for retirement? And if not, do you know what a first step you will take when you do start saving ret for retirement? So, yeah, I, I have, I put away um, some money every month in one of um, my accounts just for retirement. Yeah. 
Like, awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank Dylan. you. Yeah, thanks. And uh, you know, I just wanted to remind members that uh, they can read this article in the May 2022 issue of the AAII Journal by visiting aaii.com slash journal. But yeah, thanks so much and uh, have a great rest of your evening. All right. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. I want to thank Charles Rothblatt, Dylan Dees, and Sean Murphy for delving into the article more with us. You know, I think a good takeaway from the article is that you shouldn't just pick the first retirement calculator that you see online or hear about, and instead find one that actually fits your individual needs, preferences, goals, and anything else you need. And if you're someone who is looking for more information on retirement planning, savings, or how to take withdrawals, we have an online community that is available to all AAII members where hundreds of people are currently discussing topics about taking withdrawals, planning for their retirement portfolios, and so much more. So you can visit community.aaii.com to learn more and join the Retirement Withdrawals community. And as always, please remember to click the subscribe button if you'd like to be alerted of future II shows. You can always catch a replay of tonight's event on our YouTube channel and make sure to register for upcoming webinars or events by visiting aaii.com webinars. If you're an investor on the go and want to catch the II show while driving or going for your daily walk, you can now follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. Also, members can view this article as well as so much more in the May 2022 issue of the AAII Journal by visiting aaii.com journal. And with that, we wish all of you viewing good health, good fortune, and a great evening. Thank you and happy investing.